I thought it'd be fun to take a look at the concerns and challenges and even financial advantages that each of the current generations today are dealing with. So we're going to talk today about Generation Z. We're going to talk about Millennials, Generation X, the Baby Boomers, and the Silent Generation. So I'd be interested to know if you think that these are overly generalizing uh, statements or if you think that they're facts. So make sure that you either email me, david at parallelfinancial.com, or go to our website, www.weeklywealthpodcast.com. Click on the microphone icon and leave a voicemail to let me know what you think about these statements. Hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Okay, so we're talking generational financial planning today. We're going to talk about what each of the current generations are facing. So we're going to work oldest to youngest on this list. And again, I'm really interested to hear if you think that these are just really like the social buzzwords and overly generalized, or if these really apply to each of these generations. So starting with the silent generation, the silent generation typically was born 1945 and earlier. So obviously we're dealing with an aging population here and with an aging population comes increased health care costs and long-term care costs. As you may be aware, typically speaking, long-term care custodial costs are not going to be covered by health insurance or Medicare or Medicare supplements. Uh, the silent generation also has very limited earning potential due to retirement and health conditions. So they're not in a situation where they can say, hey, my retirement account dropped in value. I can go back to work because I have a high earning potential. They typically don't have a high earning potential uh, due to their health and, uh, and strength type issues. Inflation impacts us all, but you're, when you're on a fixed income, maybe from a pension or annuity or savings, inflation can be a particularly difficult factor to fight. And then, of course, estate planning. This generation is getting older, and they have the job of managing their wills, their trusts, and other legacy concerns. Now, when you couple this with some potential, not always, but potential cognitive impairments due to this population becoming a little bit older, this can be a, a pretty uh, pretty tough tool to navigate. So the challenges for the silent generation are healthcare costs, income, security, uh, inflation, and estate planning. But some of the thing that this generation has going for it is many of them own their homes outright. They bought their homes maybe when even adjusted for inflation, they were more affordable. And over years and years and decades, they paid their homes out off. So they do not have uh, mortgage payments. They do tend to have some savings and investments available from a lifetime of work. Social security can be more robust for this uh, generation. Then also they have strong savings habits and they typical have, typically have an aversion to debt. Uh, you know, you may have heard your grandmother or somebody else who's of that generation saying, well, if you can't pay cash for it, you can't afford it. So this generation typically, not always, but typically has very little debt. So what do you think about this? Uh, does this sound about accurate for the silent generation, which was born 1945 and before? Okay, so let's move on over to the boomers or the baby boomers. And they were typically born between 1946 and 1964. Now, some of the concerns and challenges that the baby boomers have is market volatility. When the stock, stock market goes up and down, it can have a big impact on their retirement savings, which can cause them stress. 
oftentimes they are they have some responsibility to support their adult children we'll get to the adult children in a few minutes but uh, some of the adult children of this generation need financial help of course the baby boomers are also an aging population so healthcare managing healthcare costs with their ex um, increased life expectancy is a challenge and a concern and also just retirement readiness so those of the baby boomers who have not yet retired some of them are wondering, like, how am I going to fund my entire rest of my life from my retirement plans? Maybe I don't have a pension uh, with a guaranteed income, so how can I fund my retirement? And that can cause financial stress for them, which might make them put off retirement or maybe have to uh, uh, live on less money in retirement. So the concerns for the baby boomers are just being able to pay for their retirement because they're going to live longer than the previous generation, um, health care costs, uh, supporting adult children, and then worrying about stock market volatility and their investments going up and down. Now, some of the advantages that the baby boomers have are similar to the silent generation is they'll have significant equity in their real estate. So a lot of the baby boomers either have paid off homes or their homes are close to being paid off. And this is a couple things have happened here. They've had the homes for a long time. And also the baby boomers like the silent generation do have an aversion to having debt. Baby boomers are going to typically have retirement accounts that have had decades to accumulate so they can potentially have, um, higher account balances um, and baby boomers also they have work experience so they have they have the ability to still potentially earn a living and this could be some of their higher earning years if they're not retired yet and they have the wisdom that comes from decades and decades of being in the workforce so home equity um, they typically are going to have some sort of retirement accounts they're typically going to have accumulated some wealth and we'll have decades and decades of that compounding interest effect to help them accumulate wealth. And then they also have valuable experience in the workforce. So what about you? Is this accurate? Is this an accurate description of the baby boomers that you know? Or if you are a baby boomer, uh, does, this, uh, does this reflect your current financial reality? Again, I'm really interested to know. So email david at parallelfinancial.com or go to www.weeklywealthpodcast.com and click on the micro microphone icon and leave a message. So now we are moving down to my people. This is Generation X. So Generation X was typically born between 1965 and 1980. So here are some of the things that are keeping the Generation X uh, population awake at night. So if when you're in your mid-40s to, to late 50s, you still may have some teenage children or college-age children, but you also might be responsible for the support, uh, caring for and or financial support of your aging parents. And taking care of loved ones can be a financial burden, but it could also be an emotional and a physical burden. So Generation X, they, they often have to care for their children and their parents. Now, Generation X tends to have saved a little bit less for retirement compared to the boomers. Now, there are a lot of reasons for this, but what I think is that credit has been just much more available to Generation X during their life, and it made buying stuff easier, and that made it easier to not save as much as the boomers saved. Unlike the boomers and the silent generation, much of Generation Generation X is still in the workforce, so job market insecurity and instability 
really affects the Generation X as far as their ability to sleep at night. When corporate restructuring happens and large amounts of layoffs are completed, oftentimes Generation X is a large percentage of those layoffs. And while much of the Generation X population does own homes, the housing market fluctuations, when, when prices go up and interest rates go up, that does affect Generation X in their ability to maybe uh, purchase their next house and upgrade. So interest rates and market prices affect Generation X greatly. Now on a positive side, Generation X is typically in their peak earning years. They have experience, so they've had decades in their career or they've had the ability to, to build their businesses over time, but they're also still, you know, they're probably not to the point where they have cognitive impairment and they still have energy. So peak earning years is a great thing. They also have the ability to adopt to uh, technology and te technological changes. So they're comfortable with digital and traditional platforms, but they absolutely have the ability to work within a digital environment. Many who are part of Generation X are homeowners, which means that they are building equity in their homes, and they may even be getting close to being paid off if uh, the Generation X chooses to pay their homes off. So those are some of the advantages. Peak earning year, ability to adopt to technology, homeownership, and let's not forget the most important, and that is the Generation X just had the coolest music. So go back and listen to the 80s music. I want my MTV. It's the best music. We cannot even argue that. Okay, so let's take a quick break from the podcast. So if you're hearing any of these concerns, if they describe you, um, and if you just don't know where to go, like how do you solve these problems for yourself? How do you get yourself moving in the right direction? Email me at david at parallelfinancial.com or go to my website, www.weeklywealthpodcast.com and click on the contact us link at the top and that'll take you to my calendar. From there, you can schedule a brief 30-minute appointment, and we can talk about these things. We can talk about what's keeping you up at night. We can talk about where you are, and we can talk about where you want to be, and we can talk about some next steps. It really is that simple, and there is no cost for that appointment. So if you need to get help, get help, and let's get back to the podcast. So let's move on to the millennials. Millennials were typically born between 1981 and 1996, and I'm going to do my best to not do any millennial bashing, although my generation loves to bash the millennials. All right. So some of the things that the millennials are concerned with, um, number one is student loan debt. So many of the millennials were told you have to go to college and you have to get a four-year degree and then you work for a company uh, for 20 or 30 or 40 years and you'll have a pension and you can just ride off into the sunset and they were told that the it was really difficult to earn a good living without a college degree and in the process college costs increased so many millennials took out a lot of student loan debt now they're in a position where they're still paying $500, $1,000 or more per month to pay off their student loans, and that can be financially stifling. So that's one of the biggest concerns and challenges for the millennials is student loan debt. Another concern is housing affordability. Now, we've all seen real estate prices go up and up and up, and we've even seen rental properties uh, costs increase. So in a lot of cases, it's very difficult for the millennial population to afford decent housing. When you combine the high cost of real estate and high cost of rents with student loan debt, it does tend to pre present a pretty bleak picture for some of the millennials. 
Millennials are also concerned about the job market and career growth. You see, in the past, um, the millennials' parents and grandparents, they tended to get a job with a big company. They tended to work there for a few decades, and then they tended to retire from the same company, and they would have had a guaranteed pension. Well, that's no longer the case for millennials. So millennials are just having a hard time at times navigating a changing job landscape. And millennials are also concerned about the future of Social Security, and they just don't know at times how to uh, plan for retirement. In addition to this, <clears throat> they're still in the point where they're raising children. Uh, daycare expenses have gotten incredibly expensive, and kids just really aren't cheap. So with student loan debt, with increasing real estate costs, they still are typically paying for all of the expenses that come with childcare. Now, some of the advantages that the millennials have is they're very tech savvy, so they can handle all of the digital financial tools. They tend to be the most educated generation. So in some ways that education maybe has not paid off like they had hoped, but they also have a vast array of knowledge that can help them to solve problems. They are adaptable, they can, they're flexible, and they can adapt to changing markets. Many millennials do not work in a field that, that they studied in college, but they're still able to be successful. And they're also socially and environmentally conscious. They want to see the world become a better place. So if you're a millennial, what do you think about these? Are you really concerned about student loan debt and housing affordability? And are you worried about how you're going to manage the changing landscape of, uh, of the career? And uh, But do you feel like you're tech savvy and you're very educated and you're adaptable and that you are concerned with social and environmental consciousness? So does this describe you? Let me know. Go to www.weeklywealthpodcast.com and click on the microphone icon. Okay, so we've made it to the youngest generation that's currently either in school or in the workforce, and that's Generation Z. And Generation Z was typically born between 1997 and 2012. Now, Generation Z has some legit challenges and concerns. So entering the workforce, the economy is so much different than it's ever been. There's artificial intelligence, there's outsourcing, and the world just isn't the same as it was for Gen Z's uh, parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents. Generation Z is very concerned about their education costs and the massive uh, student loans that it's possible to, uh, to incur. So Generation Z is worried about how do I get an education or how do I get a job and earn a living without getting an education and incurring this debt? Generation Z is worried about how to prepare, prepare for jobs in a highly digital and competitive market. So the world has gotten smaller with the internet and in the, in the digital landscape. So jobs are more difficult to get and it's much more difficult to stand out in your field. And finally, Generation Z, they're concerned about challenges like climate change, social justice, things like that are going to affect their future. And that affects some of their financial decisions. Now, what does Generation Z have to their advantage? Well, they're digital natives. I mean, they've grown up with iPads and iPhones. They also have been exposed to a lot of information. So the internet, YouTube, podcasts, things like that have exposed them to financial awareness at a younger age. Uh, they also have the entrepreneurial spirit. There's a lot of side hustles out there. And a lot of Generation Z is talking about grinding and how that they can become financially successful through investing and side hustles. And finally, Generation Z, they want socially responsible investing. So they want to have sustainable, sustainable ethical investments. And I think that's never a bad thing. 
So what do you think? Have I overly generalized each of these generations, or do you feel like these have been fairly accurate depictions of the financial challenges and the financial advantages of each generation? I don't know. I did a lot of research, and I think that it's pretty accurate, but I would be interested in your feedback. And while we are on the subject of feedback, I'd love to know what you think about the show and also would like to know what topics you would like to have us cover on the Weekly Wealth Podcast. So again, go to www.weeklywealthpodcast.com and click on the microphone icon and leave a voice message. And also don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you use to listen to it. So until next episode, we wish everybody a blessed week. Thanks, everybody. The information contained herein included but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other materials obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completedness. These materials are provided for informational purposes only and should not be used for or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of any future results.